It's the David Bowie labyrinth idea. Yeah, but they reversed it. David Bowie's crush just got huger and huger <laughs> as that movie went on, it seemed. It's a good thing they didn't airbrush his ball gel. That's like what everyone remembers from Labyrinth. That's yeah. the only reason anyone remembers Labyrinth, I think, is because Bowie's of David Bowie's bulge. massive bulge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's, oh, and the puppets. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and coffee in the fridge. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. This is a nice medley of beverages here today. <laughs> it's true. I am joined today by old friends, new friends, Jamie, Travis, and Mike of Neo Trash Video. Make some noise for the internet, my friends. Woo! I love that you have a soundboard ready. <laughs> Wait, if I, re- if I remember right, just to get it out of the way, uh, do you still have the, so- the sound for uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh, yeah, my friend. I got a whole Bill and Ted soundboard. Hit me. Excellent! Awesome! Seriously? Uh, I'm sorry. I I just recently saw Sykes at uh, at a podcast event on Friday the 13th, and uh, I, I actually have to give him a lot of credit. He did it. He did an awesome job wrangling all his guests together. Thanks. <laughs> Th- those episodes are coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think I uh, think that I know. I think that I think um, the Ghoul on Ghoul episode. Ghoul on Ghoul and Thrifty. They released it. I think on their individual platforms. But yes. I still have like the video versions of those. Oh. To be released, yeah. But yeah, but let, let's do a little bit of history here. Yeah, uh, let's, let's. I what the fuck is Neo Trash Video? What are you guys doing here? <laughs> oh, okay. well, we're all obviously uh, springing around here. Uh, well, Neo Trash Neo Trash Video was created by our our lovely founder here, Travis. Say hello, Travis. Hello. Yeah, Travis came up with this idea, and he's like, I just want to do a do a sit do a local version of. Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. He wanted to be able to celebrate the VHS era of uh, of movies because that's one of the things that he grew up with, I grew up with, Mike grew up with. I, I was brought in after the fact, after we met, uh, what, five years ago? Yeah, we've yeah. been doing this since 2012, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he brought me in and it's like, yeah, I, I like you. You've got a good good sensibility. And <laughs> I like you. You're I like you, Jamie. But, uh, <laughs> but what we've been doing lately, uh, we've, we've kind of put our riffs on, on hold until we can um, get, get everything together. But what keeps us limber is that monthly we do Bad Movie Bingo down at the, uh, down at the Smiling Moose in Southside. Shout outs to the Moose. Mm-hmm. We love the Moose. I don't know. That was too much at once. <laughs> it's okay. But anyways. Right. Hey, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about Bad Movie Bingo? Well, essentially, it goes like this. Free admission. You come in. You get a bingo card. And we play a bad movie. And Travis has it worked out where when, bad, when things happen that you expect to see in bad movies like boobs, sexy time, explosions, terrible one-liner. Essentially, all the cliches. Boobs and sexy time are two different things. Exactly. Okay. But, I guess that's you can fair. Like boobs. Yeah, you can't have boobs without sexy. Mm-hmm. They're but, not mutually but, exclusive. And but you're looking be- for cliches and, uh, and cliches and cleavage. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. So it pops up <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, and Travis will call it out. And if it's on your card, you cross it off. And if you get a bingo, that gives you a token that'll give you five dollars off at the bar. So it's free to play. There's no pressure on you, and you just get to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, so it's monthly. You do that movie bingo, right? Usually the last Tuesday, uh, right. unless there's a special circumstance, we had to bump up our December because it was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve oh, the yeah. last two Tuesdays. So no one was going to come out for that. Yo, fuck midweek holidays. I know this has oh, nothing to do with anything, but I got so boned this year. I know because of all that shit. Well, if it's any consolation, we have had situations for. Uh, for Christmas, where we actually did, I think the day uh, Christmas Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, for uh, for the movie for the movie Elves, oh, and yeah. there mm-hmm. was only four people there. Sad. We are three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, you know, starting at the start, getting a little bit personal. Actually, before I get personal and before I dig deep into all of your ooey gooeyness, um. Let's talk about the event that you have coming up on January 28th. Ah, yes. Let's, yes. let's, let's plug that real quick. Actually, we're going to switch those dates. The 26th is our VHS swap. That okay. is a Sunday. The 28th is the next bad movie bingo. That's right. Uh, I, had the, I had the dates wrong. I was okay. like, wait, Sunday before. 
Yeah. So the 26th. The 26th will be our dead media and VHS analog swap. Super cool. Sunday between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. also at the Smiling Moose. So the Smiling Moose just lets you do do the thing. They like us. I don't yeah, know I don't, why, but they yeah. like us. It's mysterious. <laughs> I started it's DJing true. there uh, every Wednesday, which I still DJ there. And then uh, the owner, Scarfo, who's awesome, was like, you guys want to do something else? I was like, well, I've been thinking about this. He's like, okay. <laughs> that was it. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Smiling Moose is always going to be our, be our home, and we love them. Yeah. Oh, super, yeah. super cool. I love that place. I was actually just there last night. Oh. Had a few drinks. I had some friends that were doing a music thing. You know, they have a, they have oh. instruments and stuff, and they yeah, played I, it. I, I, they played been, it in front of people. I've been there for concerts myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we both have our individual music friends who uh, who do things. So. Yeah. Well, we, the, the funny thing about this show, I mean, as people that watch the show regularly know, I mean, I talk mostly to like musicians. That's my main thing that I do. But it is fun to like interact with people that also do underground DIY events and promotions and things, but right. on a completely different spectrum. Well, but even using the same places, like a lot of bands I've talked to play at the Smiling Moose and you do your thing at the Smiling Moose. It's just fun right. that there's well, so much more that exists. Well, I can also say, though, that we are music music adjacent, though. Oh, our, absolutely. Uh, one of, our, one of our, uh, our core members is Rev Lower from Only Flesh. Mm-hmm. And he, he's brought in, uh, he's, he's come in, done uh, acoustic um, acoustic. Uh, sets for us we've had uh weird paul do our uh, do our intermission once uh we brought in the the uh the the, the bloody, bloody semen. semen yeah they did a acoustic yeah, they, set as well they were they were good they well we tried to we tr- if we get if we get a musical act we try to try to match them with a movie like uh weird paul we brought in because we were doing mac and me and weird paul has has a has a history <laughs> with mcdonald's so yeah. Um, he sure does. Yeah, and uh, Bloody Semen were brought in because we did Jaws 3D, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. of course, yeah. If it's if it's something nautical themed, you know the semen are going to be wanting to <laughs> wanting to be uh, splashed all over it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and what is oh god? What is a bad movie without bad music? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's not necessarily bad music. I know. Well, it's the not, they're not necessarily bad. bad movies either. They're well, just yeah. campy. Or well, <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes the movies are genuinely good, but underappreciated. Yeah. A uh, great example of this uh, is um, Last Action Hero. Yes. Uh, which is not a bad movie, but it just bombed so hard. Oh, yeah. Right. So we, and there was a lot in there that we were able to, uh, to turn into cliches and and we were able able to comment on it easily because not only not only do we uh, do we call off the cliches and stuff, but we'll often uh, do like quick uh, riffs in the middle of our uh, in the middle of the movies just because we like to break things up. Yeah. So starting at the beginning of everything, I guess we'll start with you, Travis. If this is probably a really hard question to answer, so if maybe if there's a couple answers, feel free to answer with multiple answers okay but what was the movie that like maybe sparked in your head like fuck i like this stuff i like weird obscure movies was there one that like kind of i mean going way back yeah like way way back very beginning um so i grew up in a video store my parents that's how all this came to be gotcha so after school that's where the bus dropped me off and that's where i lived basically so I became very acclimated to that environment. And it wasn't a bad environment. So in uh, the horror genre is where I gravitated towards. And, you know, the cover art of the 80s <laughs> is just so captivating. And you're like, oh, that's got to be the best movie of all time. And <laughs> yeah. it isn't. But the cover art's awesome. And you go, oh, and you start to pick up like, like Death Spa. Death oh, Death Spa is wonderful. <laughs> it's, a tight, it's a tight cover. But I think <laughs> the, the first one that captivated me where I was like stunned and like perplexed was Rotor. Mm, that's a good one. It's like a Robocop knockoff. Oh, God. Yeah. Rotor. That's, that's the go to. If you've what? never seen it, wow. You well, must. It's so bad. Well, since this is a musical podcast, I'll bring it back to a musical thing. Uh, in the movie Rotor, there is a cameo appearance by country music legend George Jones. Oh. There is? Yeah. How mm-hmm. did I not know this? 
because you didn't write the fact about it. Oh, I'm so sorry, (laughs) Jamie. Excuse me. uh, One of the things, I'm I'm usually the trivia person here. Yeah. uh, But I certainly. Whenever we uh, in the before the movies, sometimes in the in the uh, intermission, we'll throw up neo trash facts, and it's always fun to f- to find like the strange things that occur with a movie. Like for example, your movie uh, Death Spa you mentioned. You know who has their their movie uh, debut in that? Karen Parsons, who portrayed Hillary Banks in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Yeah. The wealth of knowledge over here. Jamie Um, always wins seven degrees. You can't. (laughs) Always. Every time. Uh, Six (laughs) degrees of Jamie Derelict. Six degrees. What about you, Mike? Who's like a starting point for like, this is ridiculous. What is this? Oh, my God. Uh, I've always been a big horror fan. And when I was in like junior high, I looked roughly 18. I had the same name as my dad, who had a membership at a local video store. So I was able to go down there and read pretty much anything I wanted within reason. Hell yeah. Uh, so I started writing five movies for five days for $5 every two days or every three days. So I just went through a whole bunch. But going back to, I must have been like five or six. I remember walking downstairs. It was late at night. And my parents were watching Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. And it was the bug scene. And oh. I was just immediately intrigued. I was like, what? What is happening? And I, I was just like, could not look away. And I still love that movie so much. It's my favorite indie movie. It's the best one and the worst one simultaneously. Uh, Nothing can top it. Not to, <laughs> not to, uh, the to uh, suggest something, but Mike has skull. something set up for uh, – Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that we're gonna probably be dropping on the Neo Trash site soon. So we'll put your bumper on there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that was what I had in mind, actually. All right. And while we're going making the rounds here, it's Jamie. Yeah. What where where did all this start? Movies suck. Now uh, <laughs> now, uh actually the um my first fascination with uh actually to use a ghoul on ghoul term, a fearsonation. Okay. Uh, with uh, horror movies, actually goes back to whenever I first to the first movie I saw in the theater, which was in 1982. It was E.T. Now, don't don't go that route yet. E.T. is not a horror movie, but at the same time, uh, Creepshow was in the theater also, and where I saw it was at the Showcase Cinemas East uh, in Wilkins Township. It's no longer there. It's now a Sheets. Anyhow. Uh, Somebody must have known somebody from Romero or Savini. In fact, I, I, talked, I, ta- I told the same story to Tom Savini. He's like, I don't remember putting that there, but maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. But uh, they had the crate from Creepshow in the lobby. Oh. And, I know, and I knew looking in, like, okay, there's something scary in here. But again, it was just that the idea that I'm fascinated by that, which is just kind of creeping me out. Uh, fla- flash forward a few minutes because I'm sitting with my mom, my dad, my baby sister about to watch E.T. And they're showing the trailers. And this is back whenever you could put any trailer before <laughs> a movie in a theater. And they were they had in other in other theaters here and they had the creep show trailer. And I'm scared to hell. My uh, my head is in my mom is in the crutch of my mom's arm. I'm like. I mean, I'm so scared, but I knew I'm like, okay, this is something interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that, that is where I give my, my kernel of, uh, of love for horror. <clears throat> but then again, my mom also encouraged me to watch stuff like American werewolf in London and uh, death race 2000. When I was younger because she wanted to install a, a sense of, of irony and black humor in your mom is cool. Really cool. Wow. <laughs> Well, she was also the one who, who said, I want you to watch Tales from the Crypt. The, the TV series? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good for you, too. I love my mommy. <laughs> I, I, I had a... Uh, I guess better want and will. I love my mother. <laughs> I grew up um, not in a video store, but around a large movie collection. My uncle was a huge movie collector. Um, you know, I saw... Terminator 2 in theaters. And I mean, I'm 34. So I mean, I was like probably like four or five. Um, he took me to see Lost Highway 
in the theater when it came out. Oh, oh nice. Dude. And I was like <laughs> nine or ten, maybe like super young. I saw and, like great. that was like where like I think probably my I mean, Lost Highway is not necessarily a B movie, but like in terms of like abstract underground cinema, like I was like, what is this? Because I was like, it was so different from everything okay. I had seen. I remember seeing Lost Highway on a on a sneak preview at midnight, and that movie just absolutely rocked me. That's just the the visuals. I I, I would have listed as possibly my favorite Lynch. Yeah. I mean, it's up there for me. I too. think it's a really cool movie. It has a great soundtrack too, talking about music and movies. And the only place you can find the original version of the Perfect Drug is on that soundtrack because people kept bugging me about it when I worked at the Exchange because they're looking <laughs> through all the Nine Inch Nails CD. They're like, "Where's the Perfect Drug?" Because they had the single, but that's all remixes by Plug and a whole bunch of other sure. bands, not the original. So people were like hungry for it. I'm like, just get the soundtrack. It's on there. It's right. like we have copies for two fifty. Just buy it. <laughs> well, the great, I like the soundtrack because it's got that really good Barry Adamson song, Something Wicked This Way Comes. That is a good song. That is, I, I think that is the underappreciated gem on the whole album. That's a good one. There's a, there's a really funny story, and I think I I've, I've, may have shared this on the podcast before, but it's one of my favorite stories in my life, and it's very relevant to this conversation, so I'm going to share it with all of you. Okay. Uh, back to my uncle, who was a, a big movie buff. Um, this was a time when, you know, he would tape movies off of TV. Like he would go through his TV guide, you know, see there was a movie playing that he wanted and he didn't have. So at the time he would be at like work, he would set the VCR timer on to record and he'd be like, Hey, you know, basically don't fuck with the TV until after a certain time. (laughs) So one time I was just like waiting and waiting and waiting for something to be done. So I was like, I figured, okay, I have like 15 minutes left. I'm just going to turn the TV on now. So I'll just have it on and whatever he's recording will be done. And uh, so I turn on the TV and I didn't realize this at the time because I didn't know what it was. But I turned on the TV at in the middle of the lawnmower scene in Dead Alive. He was recording. He was recording an uncut version of dead alive that they were screening on like stars or something nice. oh that's incredible and yeah. it i had never seen anything like that and it <laughs> freaked me out i remember i like turned off the tv and didn't turn it back on the rest of the night <laughs> and then fast forward like you know five or six years later like i'm all about horror i get a copy of dvd like a dvd copy of dead alive from somebody like you got to check this out and i watch it and it Finally, it hits that scene, and it was like the craziest deja vu. I was like, this is that movie! <laughs> I never knew what this movie was! Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. So we, now, like, I fucking just love that movie just because of that stupid story. Yeah, we Dead, love it, too. Dead Alive, Dead Alive is actually <laughs> Thanks, Peter Jackson. Did. Yeah. Actually, we did, we did Dead Alive last year for uh, our January movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have a tragic story. I'm sure you will appreciate this. Okay. My second job, I sell antiques and oriental rugs and fine furniture, it sounds a lot better than it actually is, but that's just my Saturday job. Weekdays, I work at the VA. So one Saturday, I roll up to work. Everything's normal. My manager says to me, hey, what's the name of that guy who directed a Lord of the Rings movies? Peter something? I was like, Peter Jackson? She's like, yeah, he was here yesterday. I was like, what? Yeah, he was in with his wife and a bunch of other movie people, and he dropped like a whole bunch of money buying stuff for his house. And I was like, so... You had no idea who he was? She was like, no. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't believe it. I was Fuck. so mad. Yeah. I was like, I had a chance to talk to him. You could have called me. Oh, wait. Are, 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 we, are we now trading uh, almost almost encounters with celebrities? Because I This got was one. just a particularly bad one for me. It hurt the depths oh, of my soul. I'm oh. still scarred from this. Okay. I my, never got to talk right. to him. I, I got mine. I got mine. Oh, God. Uh, I was working... Uh, Sykes knows I used to work in Monroeville Mall. Yeah, because we 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 had we had a conversation about that previously. Yeah. So uh, I used to work in the candy store. Uh, uh, I don't. I think it was called Icky Sticky Goo at the time. Hell used, yeah, it used, was. Used to be called. <laughs> used to be called uh, Help Yourself, but they decided, hey, we're going to go with this whimsical name, and we could get people calling. What is a Icky Sticky Goo? You, it's candy. Believe me, you don't want to go any farther. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just kind of dallying, and I think it was a Tuesday or something. So there's nobody in the mall. Um, so I'm just kind of looking. I'm just at the edge, looking out, just kind of la, la, la. And I see this guy who passes by. He's got – it's an African-American fellow in in um, 
in uh, overalls, kind of uh, funky looking overalls. And you've got these these long dreads, multicolor. And I'm like, yeah, that guy looks a little bit like George Clinton, but why would that be? So, <laughs> oh no. So, <laughs> see where this is going. So, he, he passes me by, go, goes to the Suncoast video that was right beside us. Suncoast. Yeah. And then about uh, 15 minutes later, my friend Beth, who worked at Suncoast, calls me. She's like, Jamie, guess what? What? George Clinton was in my store. I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. I missed out on actually talking to the funk father. Mm. Uh, That's but what it turns out is that he came in because he was doing a show at what used to be the Palace Inn. It's now a, now a, a, uh, a hospital. And... He was looking for a copy of his movie Cosmic Slop because he didn't have a copy of it, even though he he made it for HBO. So, yeah, that was that was the reason why he was at Monroe Mall. <laughs> but again, oh, again, that those chance encounters like, man, I don't believe I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I told my boss, if he ever comes back, I don't care when you call me. Sure. And I will find a way to be there. Like I'll fake sick at work. I'll just jet. Yeah. Like I'll get there. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any any stories like this, Travis. Do you have anything? Have you ever almost met anybody uh, cool? I mean, in the way of musicians, not so much. Um, I've crossed paths with some like movie stars, but I hadn't had the opportunity to like, hey, and, yeah, and, and run into them. And I, I don't think I, I do that. You know. But. Yeah, it's funny. Like I've seen like a. Uh, the most recent one that happened was um, Annie Clark, St. Vincent, the musician. Um, I saw when last time she was in town, she went to the coffee shop that I go to downtown all the time. And she was just like there. Nobody else was in the place. She's just reading a newspaper, having an espresso. Would have been very easy just to say, hey, I'm a big fan. But it was also like it seems like you're having a good time not being bothered by anything right now. So I'm just going to yeah. let you be. I'm happy that you, you have a moment to yourself here. Right. Well, I guess there's something... Um Donnie Iris is my parents' neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, when I was growing up, or you know, I'm just cutting the grass, and my mom was like, "That's oh, Donnie Iris." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Like, Meanwhile, you're like, "Who's Donnie Iris?" Like, yeah. Well, yeah, and then I moved to the city, and I was like, "Oh, well, I used to, well, I used to live in Trafford, and uh, surprising, this is whenever I was unemployed, I, I used to sell a lot of things on eBay." And I would go down to the post office, and occasionally I would find, of all people, at the post office just sending out things, uh, uh, Doug Bradley, the man who portrays, <laughs> oh yeah, Hell, portrays Pinhead, yeah. Uh, Pinhead. Pinhead in, in Hellraiser. I'm like, and I, I would, I would just say to him like, "Hello, Mr. Bradley. I hope you're having a lovely day." And he'd just be so hospitable, and like, "Thank you very much. I'm just ha- I'm happy to be here. I'm just having a wonderful day." <laughs> and, <laughs> It's just like he's a very nice guy. He's incredibly sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good to know that Pinhead's actually nice in real life. Oh yeah, he's yeah. And his uh, his partner's uh, art is absolutely fucking incredible. If you ever, I gotta take a look at that. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, her her work is just. I, I would love to have a, an original piece on one of my walls just because I I love her work so much. Uh I should probably say it. It's uh. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give it out because I just want to be, be respectful to, uh, to her work. So, okay. All right. I'll tell you off, <laughs> off camera. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so we have this, you know, physical media, dead media swap thing that's coming up on the 26th. Right. Correct. So one thing that I've been battling with in the, the past couple years of my life is like, why do I have so much shit? Do I need to keep consuming things and uh, obtaining you know, obscure VHS tapes or records. Those are my two big things that I never gave up. I used to have a big action figure thing. I, find I was able to step away from that. I had a video game thing for a while, stepped away from that. But I can't stop buying movies and music. They're like the two things that I love the most. So it's understandable. how do you all battle with this or do you not give a shit? Like, fuck it. I mean, you just bought uh, it into Turtles Arcade Cabinet, Travis. So right. oh, yeah. <laughs> you obviously yes, are the, like... The retro you, phenomenon is so big right now. Yeah. It really is. Um and uh, I'm susceptible to it. With my personal storage, I have like, so, you know, Blu-ray 4K and stuff like that is like the 2.0 of the original media that I have, which I still have. So it's like the thing, John Carpenter's the thing. It's like, well, 
I have this copy and that version and this version. I just have to have it complete the whole set and get the 4K. And it's like, oh, man, now I have so many. Like them all. <laughs> right. And it adds up so quickly. Now, now I have a question for you, too. This is related to that. Collecting in multiple formats. Mm-hmm. How do you store everything? Do you keep all the movies together in format, like together? Or do you have like all your VHS in one spot, all your Blu-ray in one spot? So unlike these guys, my VHS, I have, they're in the bunker. Okay, I got you. I got you. Just kind of the archive. Right. The crypt. Exactly. It's literally in a crypt. (laughs) To to an extent, it's the Neo Trash uh, collection. Because we've... uh, uh, I know that I've given I've given various items to uh, to Travis. Right. I'm sure Mike, you've given him a, a, a tape or two, but it's just things that we've found that we just want to make sure is uh, collected and, and kept for future storage. Mm-hmm. And the crypt will will dust off the crypt for the swap. I'll be bringing a lot of those out for sale. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to get my Phil Collins movie back. I still haven't seen that. All right. <laughs> There's this weird ass movie from the early '90s. I forget Buster. the name of it. What? Buster. Is that the name of it? Yeah, the one where he plays a uh, plays a uh, where it's Phil Collins playing a uh, a con man. I believe. yeah, I think he's some kind of a grifter. Yes, and but uh, yeah, that's it, Phil it, Collins in a nutshell. It all, it, all, it also <laughs> features the song Two Hearts because the soundtrack. Yeah, I found this on VHS, and I'm like, I have never even heard of this movie. I have good. to see this. It's, it's got to be good. bad. Sure, very good. I know. That's yeah. why I needed to see it. Okay. <laughs> But I haven't had a chance to watch it. I said, Travis, could you please put this, you know, get this digitized so we could share this around and it'll be easier. And it just hasn't happened yet. I just don't want that to be sold because I don't want to lose that. Where else am I going to find this freaking movie? <laughs> well, that brings up a good point of this, uh, you know, like storing is one thing. But with vinyl and VHS, thankfully, we live in the digital age. So I'll digitize it. And put it on Plex. If anyone's not familiar with Plex, I love Plex. And Plex we all awesome. use our Plex. It's just your digital library on, on a server. Yeah. So all of these old VHS tapes that are now in the bunker, like I've copied them and put them on there. So they're forever and, in, in the format. That, and some of, yeah. and some of the VHS that we have are not, are not currently available on DVD, Blu-ray. Right. A uh, good example of that was I got you a copy of Santa with Muscles, mm-hmm. the infamous oh, – uh, uh, Hulk Hogan Christmas movie. <laughs> I think it was released by Cabin Fever. Yes. And they've never put that on DVD. Yeah. So. Someone lost the rights, I guess. It must be in like limbo, some kind of rights limbo. And that happens. That oh, happens yeah, often. totally. I or mean, like yeah. there's like some like I just was recently trying to find a disc copy of the Dungeon Master. And the only way that I could find it was on like a like a four pack DVD. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens too. Like I like when they do that, though, because they'll release stuff like there's a movie called The Reflecting Skin. I don't know if anyone's ever seen this. Oh, I remember that. It's this messed up little movie set in the 1950s, and it's almost like David Lynch directed it, but not. I remember that movie and because the because the beginning scene is a frog that gets yeah the exploding frog and they explode it. Yes, these Sold. kids explode a frog uh, with a slingshot. But anyway. Yeah, that movie was only on VHS for the longest time. And then all of a sudden I was looking through, they have like those packs of 10 movies on like two different discs or whatever that they've been releasing through Lionsgate. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, they have this. So like, I just bought that 10 pack just for that movie. Like I didn't even care about the other movies in the pack. Sure. I was like, I have to have this. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of movies out there that, uh, that we wish that we could find. Uh, one that I'm searching for is uh, I love the movie. Uh, Love and Human Remains, the Dennis Harkin. I have that on VHS. I have it. I don't have it on VHS anymore because well, you my can copy, borrow it. You my guys copy can talk got to each destroyed. Other. Well, you can borrow it, Jamie. My copy's in perfect condition. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Love and Human Remains is it's awesome. It is a strange duck of a movie, but I love it so much. A strange it's Canadian, nineteen ninety two ish. I think. Yeah. Yeah, main characters. Uh, uh, Thomas Gibson is in it. Yeah. Uh, Mia Kirshner is in it. She's good too. Yeah, yeah. Nerds, total, Shh, quiet, total dorks. <laughs> it's it's yeah. actually guilty. It's like one of those. Uh, I don't know. Was it? it seems like an early LGBT kind of thing. Yes, it very, is. Very very gay centric movie. Like the main characters are gay, right? So there's a lot of that going on, and there's some talk about AIDS, but it doesn't overpower. The whole movie. Gotcha. It's yeah. it, 
I mean, like, some there, there's, a, there's, enough ta- there's enough talk of AIDS in there that is equivalent to the talk of breast cancer in the room. Yeah, but that, keep in mind that that just went away in the room and it was never a part of the movie again. They just mentioned it once and then oh. it never came back. <laughs> kind of like the baby, remember? Oh, God. <laughs> if, no one's see, if you haven't seen the room, tread cautiously. It's, it's hard. Tommy Wiseau. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, Tommy Wiseau, or other, otherwise National known treasure. as, the, uh, as Mike's, uh, Mike's spirit animal. Shut up, Jamie. He's not my spirit animal. He's your god? No. He's, have you seen The Room? Yes. Okay, so you know who we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very well aware. Yeah, the guy looks like he's been through the ringer. Like, he looks like a former pugilist, and I don't understand <laughs> what his background is. No one knows. He's been very, oh, yeah. he's been very mysterious about where he got his yeah. money, yeah. where his origins are. He sold jeans. That's then, what we was think. That what he, then he tell people he, he imported, sold jeans? <laughs> yeah, he just imported a bunch of clothing from Korea, <laughs> I think, it. and that was his thing. Leathers jeans like yeah, all kinds I, of stuff he's got his own underwear line like uh, that's where he makes all his money yeah it's I, true he does yeah I, I, I don't know he found somebody weirder than him that had more money too that's pretty much what happened somebody oh, yeah. that's weirder than him had more money and who the fuck it who knows did yeah. any of you guys watch any of the um the movies that made us on netflix yes oh yeah. i have not but i've been meaning to that home alone one is fucking awesome it was fantastic yeah there was so much stuff I didn't know about Home Alone. I didn't know how they like they made the movie and how they like the whole sets that they built. Like they pretty much built that whole house inside that gym. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they did an Evil Dead two with the cabin. Fucking That's so all inside cool. of the high school. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was so nuts. The part when they talked about how like oh we want to flood the basement, so it's just build a set in the swimming pool. Oh, that was perfect. Like yeah, what? that was genius. What? It's a great series. What? Well, I also that was so the, cool. Uh, the behind the scenes studio stuff was hilarious. The idea that. Warner Brothers was going to walk away from the project, but 20th Century Fox, because John Hughes was very, very clever, was like just waiting to take over. And they're like, yep, we're back. We're back on. We didn't lose a single day of production. Like, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I really, really liked that series a lot. And the the Dirty Dancing one was awesome, too. I had no idea that Dirty Dancing was so important and there's so much going on in there and that it was a Vestron. It was Vestron's first theatrical movie. I didn't know that either. That's hilarious. I think Vestron also uh, also released in the. Uh, I think I want to say that they released the Running Man too. They and, might have. They might have. Which I've I've gone back and rewatched that recently and still holds up because it uh, the current era of of reality TV it it, oh, for, yeah. it foresaw so much of that. And it's Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Or Richard Bachman, if you really well, want to Richard get Bachman, yeah. anal well, about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of Richards, I mean, like uh, Richard Dawson plays an incredible bad guy in that movie. I think he he, really he's, he wasn't given the credit he was due because it was a B movie. Oh yeah, I agree. What is everybody's take? This is a hot hot button issue for a lot of people. A lot of these, a lot of us fucking dorks these days. Okay, Star Wars. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Just yeah. Star Wars and a shrug. <laughs> Two word question. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, I guess we've Star Wars. We've come to conclude the uh, the nine films yeah. now yeah. of the Skywalker Skywalker uh, legend or whatnot. And for myself, from this point forth, I've drawn a line. Not that I'm not going to forever love Star Wars. But I just won't be as invested from this point forth. Like, I'm okay. It's like, fly, you know, and, and, and you know, for the next generation, it seems like they're just going to have to – what I feel like they should do is how uh, successful The Mandalorian is, uh, shows that I think we want new characters. But like, we're, we want to see – I mean, you have a huge universe, so you can go anywhere with that. And um, as for, like, the Skywalker timeline, meh. Like I think it was a a good conclusion to the whole thing. Um, I'm not going to say too much about the prequels. They are what they are for that time. Hmm. Um, well, for some people, that is their Star Wars movies. Exactly right. So I can't hate on any of it. I mean, when I watch it now, like you look at the CG and you go, "What?" But I guess at the time, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I guess maybe that was." But still, like Jar Jar and the way they look and how out of place they are, and then you compare it to like Jurassic Park and you go, "Hmm." Well, but, I have to say that there that I'm really glad that Ahmed Best, who portrayed Jar Jar, is finally getting some uh, 
getting some uh, some respect out of the Star Wars universe uh, because he's supposed to be hosting a Star Wars game show where uh, oh. where young children are given the opportunity to prove their Jedi mastery. Okay, he gets to play a uh, hmm. he gets to play a Jedi mentor for hmm. them, and I think that that's really good f- for him because because. He's Jar Jar should—he's not dressed as Jar Jar. No, he's he? not going to okay, be Jar Jar. Thank God. I mean, like, he, the fact that he got shit upon as Jar Jar is horrible. I mean, like, it's yeah, understandable, though. It's understandable, but the character of Jar Jar—the <laughs> character, he, yeah, but the, car, the character of Jar Jar, yeah—he shouldn't have been shit on as an actor. Bingo. Yes. Yeah, he did a really good job at being annoying, yeah. right? and oh, that yeah. was the character. Sorry, oh, I brought up, like, open that can of worms. No, it's all good. You bring up Jar Jar. Hey, you and it's you didn't like, talk about the prequels that much. He was the one who. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, okay. so no. yeah, I'm 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 cool with like I you know letting that 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 bird fly now. Yeah, and enjoying. I I I'm hoping that because of the merger between Fox and uh, and Disney, that we finally get a true Spaceballs Star Wars <laughs> uh, uh, convergence. Uh, Mostly because, Spaceballs is MGM, dude. But it was released by Fox. Maybe not. Maybe outside the U.S., bum, but bum, it's bum. MGM in the U.S. <sighs> Get it right, man. But there's well, damn it. I just I want a, yeah. I just want my my yogurt. <laughs> They've been I talking want my about President Scroob action figures. Merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, I think that there's been talk about Spaceballs two for a long time, and it just hasn't happened. I don't know why was holding it up, but well, I'm I, sure the fans would love it. And yeah, what 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 do you guys think about like you know like the new like Bill and Ted if that actually does ever get released or oh, like it will this be. other it will or be. this other uh, you know Big Trouble Little China reboot or the new Ghostbusters like all these things like the new Ghostbusters looks good to me. I'm I'm interested to see it. I just wish we actually got to see the Ghostbusters in the trailer. And it wasn't just all new characters. Sure. It'd be nice to get just a glimpse like they did for Harrison Ford whenever he showed up with Chewie. Like, that would have been good. Yeah. You know, Actually, like speaking that. of uh, Bill and Ted, can I have that soundboard up again? Oh, yeah, sure. What do you need, my friend? Well, I was going to say <laughs> the fact that uh, the fact uh, that uh, that is exactly it, because uh, here seeing what I, I heard, he, what I read from Alex Winter is that the person who's doing the doing his makeup for the new Bill and Ted was the same person who worked with him on Freaked. And nice. Freaked is is what is definitely one of those underappreciated movies. Indeed. Indeed. It uh, it should have been it, it it's a cult classic, but it is just so fucking off the wall. I mean like we have Bobcat Goldthwait as the voice of a sock puppet man. I mean like that's just strange. And Mr. T is the bearded woman? Right. And and the strangest character of all, you've got you've got an appearance by Randy Quaid as Elijah P. Scuggs. He was actually pretty normal. For that, that seems like Randy Quaid's normal stuff. That's yeah, stick. Bad for the environment. Crush. No. <laughs> yeah, it's when I think about you know all of the reboots or Star Wars that keep doing things. You get a lot of people that are upset and complaining about things like i don't give a shit it's star wars like i still like the star wars stuff that i like and if i don't like something like honestly it's a movie it's okay it's fine let's put it this way like everything if the prequels didn't ruin the whole franchise for you there's no reason the new movie should ruin the whole franchise for you i don't see a reason to complain that much really that's just me though (laughs) i'm just sick of all the all the butthurt people out there it's like i'm so i'm so angry that ghostbusters is on a female cast no you aren't you're just being a pussy <laughs> i mean i hate to say it but like honestly i didn't mind the new ghostbusters oh i, yeah, I thought sorry. It was, i took my i took my daughters to see it because i'm like this is good for you guys to watch because it's a strong female led cast and honestly i didn't care about uh Kristen Wiig or uh, or uh, Melissa McCarthy, the characters that really captivated me were the ones portrayed by Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones. Oh yeah, she's great. They, the, those characters were the strongest and most dynamic of the group. And also, Leslie Jones was criticized, saying like, "Oh, people were like, oh, she's so annoying." She was the only one who was acting 
like one of us would act encountering these supernatural entities. Sure. Everyone else was just like, like, oh, there's a ghost. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I would be freaking so, out. Well, did you forget what you're watching? Like, <laughs> well, what, Exactly. I, I, I like Leslie Jones' character also because, because she wasn't a scientist. But yeah, she was the skeptic, really. Yes. But what she was good at, though, is that she knew that she was what the group needed, a historian. Oh, yeah. She knew the city and inside that, and out. Yeah. And that was what I thought was brilliant about her character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she definitely <clears throat> propelled things forward. <laughs> but we live in the age of nostalgia. So all of these reboots and sequels like 10 years after. Because what are they talking about? Like a Goonies also? They've been talking uh, about Goonies. Oh, for, really? Yeah. yeah well, then again, then again, we're, we're not really angry at nostalgia. We deal in nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah, that's our part and parcel, right. really. <laughs> but, I mean, to go down that rabbit hole with the criticism – um, with like these Star Wars films and anything that's coming out in the like the nerd culture, there's a lot of gatekeeping taking place, yeah. and I think that's sadly what's ruining film too. Is right. people are like before the movies release, like don't go see it, like it's gonna suck. Oh sure, and you're like, Ugh. and you and no, the reviewers are reviewing stuff like that hasn't been released, and it's like I think it affects some part of like ticket sales. Yeah. And I think that there's something that may have happened, like even with Star Wars, it's like those the the middle of the trilogy now, but the original films, mm-hmm. yes. they're not that good. They're fine. Right. But like there was they were kind of B movies in their own little way. They were kind of yeah. shitty. They weren't perfect. They were rickety, but that's why we ended up liking them. Right. So no, now right. that it's, like it's, it's we essentially don't look- the uh they were we, they were the flash flash Gordon serials of their time. Mm-hmm. And again, you are right. They they aren't the best movies, but because they have flaws, that they have, uh, they have the things that that uh, that ha- that show that they are a little broken. But I think that also humanizes them to us. Yeah, and then now it's like the same people that grew up loving these broken movies are there's some of them are upset that they're not perfect now. It's like, did you forget what you were a fan of? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like I don't know. It's like the thing where. Uh, being like a young kid and like the older kids like making fun of you for the music that you like and then like you get older and you start making fun of kids for the music they like and then you catch oh, yourself yeah. you're like wait i'm becoming that thing that i hated you swear but you'd never be exactly and it's like the right. same thing or it's like you know well i don't care if these movies are bad i want to watch them and now you're a fucking movie critic yeah when did you become a professional like, you like movie you like bad movies you always like bad movies just embrace the suck it's fine <laughs> Embrace the fuck. <laughs> I like that. I, I went to. Um, I was recently at Disney World, so I got to go to Galaxy's Edge. Ooh, cool. And uh, the internet was all. It's it sucks. Nobody's there. It's bad. Really? It's, like, it's you know everybody's like <laughs> complaining about it, and I went, and I was like, yeah, this is fucking corny, but it's awesome. Well, that's <laughs> I had a to, lot of fun. Sometimes yeah, the corniness is what you love. That's about what it's it. supposed to be. Is like this is <laughs> a. This is a bunch of adults pretending they're in Star Wars land. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the reason why, we, why any of us go to vacation land anyway. Yeah. Let's call it an amusement park. Exactly. You're supposed to be amused. Exactly. Right. And so, what me is like all of the angry critics, like the angry critic phenomenon that's swept the internet over the last 15 year or so years. Like, I'm just tired of that. Like, we've, like, we'll do movie reviews and so forth. Like, right. I'll write some stuff and it goes out there. I I never try to write a review of a movie that I don't like. If I don't want to trash something, I'll write a review for a movie and give the reasons why I appreciate it. Sure. Rather than like, oh, this was horrible. Can you imagine what they were thinking? Like, no, that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some (laughs) stuff, like, I remember, like, I've always been a a fan of James Rolfe and the angry video game nerd stuff. Right. But, like, even there's, like, a tongue-in-cheek. It's like a character. It's not a genuine Oh, yeah. But some people think that that's what they should do. And and they take it as, like, a mission. Like, I'm going to be the angriest critic out there. Yeah, some people just do yell at their... They just set up a camera and yell at their stuff. He's actually yeah. like a filmmaker that makes mm-hmm. like it's funny. His reviews are like these fun little mini movies that are like super well produced. And there's right. all these fun yeah. like yeah. acting and costumes and I special mean, like, effects. He's, he's even gotten some uh, some good guests. Like uh, he got Gilbert Gottfried in the world. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 If you got Gilbert Gottfried, you, you made it. <laughs> and, you know? and Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> We're still uh, incidentally, uh, we do uh, we do bumpers and. Uncle Lloyd is one of the one of the people we would love to get a uh, get a bumper for us. Just uh, 
But it's it's always fun to fun to find people to do those. Like you did one, and it's just simply hi, I'm insert name here, and you're watching Neo Trash video. Uh, the best one we got, and <laughs> is uh, I was able to get Gary Busey, and Busey was uh, uh, well. First off, the fact that I was able to get him for like ten dollars was like <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> saying that uh, we we see him on Cameo and uh, B, uh, BV. Uh, uh, celeb uh, celeb video sites for like three hundred dollars, yeah. And he's just there for for ten seconds, like, "Hi, I'm Gary Busey, and you're watching Neuro Trash Video." Just he completely sloshed out, <laughs> like what? <laughs> but we wouldn't want it any other way. No, no. Yeah, it's vintage perfect. pure it, Busey. It's, it's awesome. Perfect. It is. Uh, but yeah, we that. I, but I like I like that because it gives us a chance to brand ourselves. It uh, it shows, hey, uh, we've we were able to find. We were able to find this person, and they and they've kind of heard of us, and we explain it out, and they're like, and so often we will get uh, we'll get them to to agree. Hey, I will do this um, blatantly. I will be more than happy to pay for certain people because if it's let's say let's say it was Tom Atkins, I'll pay Tom Atkins because oh yeah, he's awesome because I love his work and I just want to give him a little something as a thank you, and if he's willing to go back and. Uh, Go back and uh, and give us a little love. That's even better. Hell yeah! So celebrities, if you're listening, Jamie will pay you <laughs> <laughs> within Talk reason. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which leads us to say, if if you know any local celebrities, like I think uh, uh, one of our uh, one of our white whales is, we would love to get Rick C back. <laughs> oh, oh, he'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You just gotta just yeah. find a place that sells sandwiches. If you sit there long <laughs> enough, he'll show up. Yeah, I keep hearing that. Like he shows up at all these various restaurants and other locations. Oh yeah, I saw Rick Zebeck today. Yeah, yeah. He has the voice of an angel. It's yeah. always oh, a yeah. place with a sandwich. So he's got to Permanis. Yeah, is a just, good just, bet. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I think also it, also on our white whale list. Just because it would be great to get one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest um, local celebrities. We would love to get Michael Keaton or uh, or uh, Jeff Goldblum. Well, good luck with that, Jamie. I know, I know. Hey, a person can dream. You right? need you need That's a Wiz true. Khalifa bumper. Yeah, I, I would love to get a Wiz Khalifa <laughs> bumper. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if we could segueing find uh, with Jeff Goldblum, that's the film this month. Oh yeah. yes, I forgot to mention that uh, this month for on the twenty eighth, we are doing our bad movie bingo, and we are celebrating Jeff Goldblum with the. Classic 1988 film Earth Girls Are Easy, which yeah. do you remember this movie, Sykes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me let me just call off the cast. It's amazing. Uh, I believe I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Okay. So good. Yeah. A, a, it's a great alongs- soundtrack. Alongside of Jeff Goldblum, you've got Gina Davis, uh, Charles Rocket, Jeff. Uh, sorry, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Damon Wayans, Julie Brown. And Michael McKean. Plus, I think you got uh, got a special guest appearance by uh, L.A. era area uh, Angeline. So a lot it, of cameos. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what I think is fu- is neat about that movie uh, is that it actually has three Saturday Night Live care uh, Saturday Night Live actors that were only on for one for uh, one season apiece. Charles Rocket was the 1980 season. Uh, Tragic season. Uh, mm. The 1986 season was uh, Damon Wayans, mm-hmm. and the 1996 season was Michael McKean. Oh yeah, he was on there for only a little bit. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then in Living Color, it wasn't too like Le- yeah. It was in Living Color, after, after, uh, was like maybe two two years after that, mm-hmm. and that's where they just blew up right there. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's. It's one of those movies uh, that we appreciate because it uh, it didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of attention when it came out, but we saw it as like, oh, this is a good bad movie. Not because it's a bad movie, but because it's uh, it's unappreciated for how good it is. Yeah, but also it's purely it's so campy. Yeah, but that's oh, so it's campy. beautiful. We that's, love camp. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> fucking awesome. I love when things are just like self aware and just. Mm-hmm. Let's have some fun. Why does everything need to be? It's so colorful. There's like, so much uh, going on in that movie. It's like, very don't get 80s. me wrong. I like art. 
And I think it's important to make, you know, cultural and social statements, but also at the same time, it is like ridiculous things too. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be ridiculous, just be ridiculous. So speaking of things that are ridiculous and retro things, things that I'm excited about, Mm -hmm. things that are probably going to be really bad, and Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog, looks fucking sick. Bum, bum, bum. It looks so fun. Jamie, you sound so (laughs) defeated. Are you okay? (laughs) How are you feeling, Jamie? It's, that's a justified like, reaction. I, th- I think just the uh, the way the character design turned out at first, and the fact that the studio was like, "Oh my god, we got to stop this," and then went back and changed everything. Like that's just enough to say a little skepticism is normal right now. I think, but sure. hopefully, it'll turn out okay. It's a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> movie. I know. it doesn't need to be great. I'm excited. I know. I mean, like we already <laughs> have we already a Super saw- Mario Brothers movie, which is fucking exactly. awesome. Well, that's what I, was I love say. that movie. Again, it's a fun that was train, another right? movie that yeah, really did us a bad movie bingo. We already did. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I feel like that, like that, like late '80s, early '90s, like kind of gross out, kind of cyberpunk sort of like era of films. Like, I mean. Uh, Freaked goes into that too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, when people were making movies, I love all of those movies. They're so weird. Do you remember? And great. Do you remember Strange Days? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a kind of in this in that same that that same feel hmm. where. Oh. Okay, so we were. I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Actually, actually, let's go a little sidebar because <laughs> okay. uh, I noticed your Kira poster over here. Yep. Did you happen to see Ooh. that uh, in the last couple of weeks? The uh, the the fabled uh, Sega Genesis yep. port of Akira it's play- yeah, got, it, it's, got dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's amazing to me that they actually made a full game out of Akira. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> nuts. And it's like, it's a multi-engine game. So there's like, you know, um, some, some of it is um, like, you're like on the bike, they have the bike chase scene. Mm-hmm. So like you're, you know, you're controlling the bike. And then there's other scenes in the movie, like where you're like, it's like an almost first person, like Doom style, like you're Tetsuo going yeah. through the hospital, like doing force blasts on the nurses and they explode and stuff. It's like pretty what? aggressive. I and then there's also like, like a like top down kind of like RPG style stuff inside. It's like a whole mixture of things. Like every scene is represented in like different styles of gameplay. It's hmm. pretty like, it was pretty intense. But yeah, basically what happened was the company that developed the game ended up getting bought out by THQ or some other developer, and they, they just had no interest in releasing it. So it pretty much just got shelved and scrapped. That happens all the time with yeah. movie studios as well. Sega does shame. what Nintendo don't. <laughs> but yeah, from from the early from the early gameplay footage I saw of it, I'm like, wow! I really wish that this would have been released because it just looks like it was. Yeah, just it would have been really cool, insane. But yeah, there's a ton of gameplay footage that you can watch on youtube now like pretty much like a full playthrough and you could download the rom and play it too so i haven't actually downloaded it i don't have a working sega genesis rom or anything like that i don't really do any of that stuff so Hmm. it'd be fun to play it though this might be a good excuse for me to do it because i never really cared about like downloading the stuff to play sonic the hedgehog which we are going to get back to this jamie so what about akira My my two cents on uh, the Sonic thing goes back with like this now with the digital age. Um, something that you couldn't do, I guess, in the nineties is you know the criticism that that film received from the trailers. People are like, whoa, uh, you're not going to actually like release it like that. Yeah, and like well, no, of course not. To an extent, they so. did the same thing with Cats recently. Where but I don't think they changed anything with they Cats. Did. It's, oh, did. It's they? coming out. They have like, it was like a seven-day process oh. where they said, all right, all you movie theaters that currently have prints of Cats, send them back. We're going to send you some new prints. <laughs> wait, wait. So they released <laughs> well, it? Literally. No, it, literally. It that's what they did. Christmas. No, it, it, I know. It's essentially it, a new... Yeah, it's, it definitely, they re, yeah, they, yeah they, so they released it. They fixed some of the digital effects, gonna, including... Judy Dench's human hand with a wedding band on it that was fully visible the entire time she was on screen. And why is she wearing a fur coat? She's the only cat wearing a fur coat. Did she kill another cat? What's going on here? Well, uh, the big, uh, <laughs> supposedly the big, uh, I, 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 I hate that I inadvertently am making a pun here, but the big mm. deal about the, uh, about the movie is that Jason Derulo, uh, <laughs> Was making a was making a fuss because they airbrushed out his his bulge. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad they did that. 
Yeah. Thankfully, I, I honestly think it would be distracting as though, oh, as though nothing else in the movie is going to be distracting. I know, but I mean, like it's time. the, it's the, it's the David Bowie labyrinth idea. Yeah, but they reversed it. David Bowie's crush just got huger and huger <laughs> as that movie went on. It seemed. It's a good thing they didn't airbrush his ball out. That's like what everyone remembers from Labyrinth. That's yeah. the only reason anyone remembers Labyrinth. I think is because Bowie's of David bulge. Bowie's massive bulge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's, oh, and the puppets. I, mean, <laughs> I remember the Those bulge puppets. before the, any the, of the puppets. The bulge was its own puppet. Let me be honest with you. This is a terrible thing for me to say. I know I'm going to get crucified for this, but I'm not a Labyrinth fan. And the, I, I was the just going to say, I think Labyrinth is a little overrated. I mean, Thank it's a good you. movie. It's memorable. But I, it's also like at the same rate. Like it's not a good movie, but I still like it. As a kid, I remember seeing that and Who Framed Roger Rabbit maybe like in the same day oh, I was dude. over at a friend's house. Well, yeah. That, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's, that's, hands down, oh, that's so much better. Probably my top five movies of all time. Exactly. It's fucking amazing. So, yeah, I was watching Labyrinth. I still don't remember hardly any of the characters, but I do remember The Bulge. <laughs> I didn't know that Roger Rabbit had a bulge. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Betty the Cab's bulge. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was talking about the. Uh, yes, say here, Roger. No. But anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not Sonic. again. But right, I mean, and, and not to get like political, but if you've stayed, like we we follow up with it. So they went back. What it cost like twenty million or something? The mm. studio in Canada. To like, okay, yeah, he, he looks a little weird. We'll fix <laughs> that. Little? And they go back to just the way he always looked in the 90s. And you go, right, why did you stray so far? But regardless. And then like that studio, they just like just cut him off. Like and they, they, everyone was fired. Like so they, they, they fixed it. Yeah. Oh, it was I like a big that. thing about it. And I was like, see, I wanted to go see it. But if you, you know, like. My background is like video editing, and I'm like, oh, that's so crappy. They, they all lost their job after they fixed the Sonic fiasco, and then they got fired because the studio's like, all right, you did a good job. And Wait, then, wasn't so now, this right before Christmas as well that they did this? No, I mean, that was a while ago, but I mean, oh, they, they okay. did just fix it. I don't think the movie's been released yet. It hasn't, no. It hasn't. So will that affect ticket sales? Indeed. For those who, like us, like have been keeping up with it, I guess that, that makes it personal now. Yeah, I mean, like that's, that's, that's hurtful. Because you're, but still go any, see it. Any, you know, check it out. But that did happen. So. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, they, they fired the studio in Canada that, that, yeah. that fixed Sonic right after they fixed Sonic. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, to what cut the- corners, I guess. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but there's right. that's the thing too. Is like we we live in the age now that information is like boom. So you find out these things and. Um, do people like go to films with a like a political stance? Indeed, without a doubt. Like you know, like I'm going to see this because either you know, I, or I'm not going to see this because I'm taking a stance uh, in protest. And I'm personally, I'm doing that, but uh, I don't want that to be the base of uh, all films. I, I like to go with the the, the Lavar Burton ways. Like you know, don't take my word for it. Go see it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's that's the like that's uh, you know it's not a bad movie it's probably not going to be a bad movie it'll be incredibly entertaining it's it's a ride um right but that did happen so anyways. but again i i my uh, my partner likes to use a use a use a, a term a phrase here don't yuck somebody else's yum and i <laughs> i agree to that because it's like everybody has their own has their own taste i mean like yeah you may not agree with somebody's taste but it's their opinion and it's valid mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> 100 percent so you know moving forward are there any like big exciting plans for neo trash video any behind the scenes things that we want to drop you do anything wild well we could probably talk about uh, our february bad movie bingo which we are super excited very excited oh it's finally happening okay it's the month of love Mm -hmm. so we try to like to we like to put the Put a a nice romantic comedy into each month, like last last year we did. We used uh, we used the room. Uh, Mm -hmm. The year before that, uh, we had my demon lover, (laughs) which is yeah, it's a sleeper film. Not a lot of people. Yeah, no one saw that movie. Yeah, I've I've never seen that movie. Uh, Neither did we. (laughs) But uh, but this month we have one of the most massive romantic comedies out there. It's not you've got mail. It's not when Harry met Sally. It is. Tammy and, and the, the T-Rex. T-Rex. Nice. From 1991, yeah. I believe. No, but, I think it was 96. Oh, well, it was, it was it was right first, after uh, It was the Jurassic film Park. debut of both uh, 
of both Paul Walker and Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, poor Walker. Maybe he, may he rest in peace. Anyway. Anyway. But <laughs> but there's something really special about this uh, about this uh, bad movie bingo for us. Uh, we've got uh, our friends at Vinegar Syndrome giving us permission to do work with them on this. They're gonna- they just released it um, November on Blu-ray. And it's the gore cut too, the one that has never been seen Ooh. until now. Right. They found the master and it's it looks amazing. Um <laughs> I highly recommend everyone watching this film. And yeah. that'll be February. Yeah, well the the special effects were done by uh the, the dearly departed uh, John Paul John Buchler. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh they are pretty pretty effective. I, I watched over the weekend myself and, and uh Again, uh, my partner Danielle and I and I just cracked up at how off the wall and crazy it was. Sure. Have you seen this movie or know anything about it? I've never seen it. I'm aware of it, but I've never watched it. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's not aware, here's a quick rundown. Denise Richards is a high school student who loves Paul Walker. Wait, are you sure she's a high school student or yes. a college student? I think it's high school. It is high school. They just don't. They like don't really address teenagers. it. Yeah. Middle-aged teenagers are <laughs> just pretty much, you know, that's what we can expect. She's in love with Paul Walker, but she has a literal psychotic ex-boyfriend who almost kills Paul Walker. So Paul Walker's in a coma in the hospital. Meanwhile, across town, a scientist is building a robotic dinosaur, and he wants to give this robotic dinosaur a human brain for some reason. And, oh, how lucky. We have Paul Walker. He's in this hospital in this coma. He's not using his brain right now. Let's just take his. So they put his brain in the, this dinosaur, and he wakes up, and he's like, i got to find Denise Richards. So this dinosaur is trying to find his long-lost love, Denise Richards. Hell and that's yeah. the premise of this and, movie. And let me just <laughs> Hell yeah. let me just mm-hmm. note that the that the mad doctor is Terry Kaiser oh, yeah? from from Weekend at Bernie <laughs> using a horrible uh German accent. Oh my god, it's the worst. Uh, so and if, he's if smoking, that doesn't sell it, he, he's yeah. smoking, it sounds great. His character smokes in a hospital. <laughs> Oh, you could bet. Well, <laughs> yeah, and government you facilities, you could still smoke until like the mid nineties, I think. Oh, I, I love the I love any movie where it's like, oh, let's take a brain and use it to control a thing. You ever see that? I think it was called The Shaft with Naomi Watts, where like it's like a dolphin brain is in an elevator. But why would they people. use a dolphin brain? What? No, I don't understand any. Yeah, there's like an elevator that's killing people. And it's because it's like controlled by some weird dolphin brain you know, or something. It's it's a really bizarre I, movie. I remember, that's going on the list. Yeah, the shaft. I'm pretty sure it's what. And it's I remember shaft. when that came out because they, no, 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 no. They recycled the shaft, not not the not one with shaft. Yeah, the, the shaft. Not, not the one with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, right. right. And yes, although and, that would be amazing. As and well. Not the original with Richard <laughs> Roundtree either. Which again, classic movie. Mm-hmm. I do remember the shaft being in video stores because what they did yeah, was they stole the font. The shaft. They stole the font the and the cover design from The Ring, which Naomi Watts was also in. What? So it was this. Oh yeah, if you look at the cover of the, the shaft, of, it looks exactly oh, like the remake of the Ring, okay. with just a couple minor tweaks. Still, no, best best Naomi Watts movie no. of all time. Yeah, they were trying to get people to is, rent it by mistake. It, <laughs> best Naomi Watts movie of all time, though. However, Tank Girl. Of course. What about Mulholland Drive? I thought that was pretty decent. Okay, so, Tank Girl second. <laughs> okay. Getting back to Lynch. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Are they not? They're making another Ring. Is that correct? Uh, oh, I think they're, they're doing just called the, the Ring again. Probably. Oh, well, there's no, another. Do, yeah, they're doing the Grudge. I know, but oh. I haven't seen the Ring. Oh, okay. I know uh, the Grudge is happening. Maybe again. I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, the Grudge. Is, the Grudge is getting released uh, soon, but and I think I it's already out. I, I remember John Cho is in it. Interesting. Where? So this is the second reboot. I think. Yes. Question mark. The American remake was based on the third in the Japanese series. Okay. Then I guess they're rebooting it now. You're doing a reboot. I saw a trailer. Um, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> uh, Either way, it's going to anyway, be interesting. Uh, I'm not going to go see it. I'm just going to tell you right now. Just I'm wait not for the video to come out. Well, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're excited for uh, we're excited for uh, for February. Hell yeah, very much so. And we have some some YouTube uh, projects we're working on too. Mm-hmm. So there's what like nine of us within Neo Trash. Yeah, so it's a pretty uh, extended group now. Actually, yeah. my yeah. fiance she she has a project she's going to be working on dissecting 
like the weird parallels of rated R films that turned into cartoons for kids. Oh yeah, like Robocop mm. and Toxic and Avenger. Beetlejuice. Yeah. And so like, yeah, she's gonna break that down. And that's a That's a super cool idea. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So that there's that. And these boys are always doing stuff with music. Yeah. Actually we are the uh we are the brainchild of uh, the character Alan Smithy. Oh dear God. Where I've um Don't bring me into this. I'm yeah, just kidding. Too late. I've uh <laughs> Uh, w- one of my former lives is that uh, I've I am uh, Jamie Dare, like the guy who guy around Pittsburgh who does original mashups and plays them out in public. Um, <laughs> and what Mike does is he takes my uh, my mashups and uh, makes uh, music videos out of them. For example, um, I have uh, I have a song that combines uh, the the vocals for London Bridge by by Fergie, but has the music for Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. And the visuals that Mike put with them was from the 93 version of Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. And again, it's... Daryl Hannah and the weakest of the Baldwin brothers. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, but but the music actually is accented very well by the visuals that this man has has, uh, cut together. So Nice. Yeah, his DJ name is DJ Jamie Derelict. My VJ name is Alan Smithy. So, yeah. Isn't it's, that a uh, Alan Smithy though? It's like Alan when you Smithy. don't want to be recognized in a film. That's exactly right, and yeah. that's what happens a lot of the time. People don't like Rick. Uh, what's his name? The guy who directed Halloween Two. I think it was Rick Rosenthal. He directed The Birds Two, Lands End, and he was like, "I want nothing to do with this." And so he slapped a different name on it. Uh, also, that's just one example of many other other movies like that. Uh, whereas um, Blood Sucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know there was a Smithy production. Yeah, it's a Smithy. Um, and one and a movie that I don't think is bad at all, but uh, Morgan Stewart's Coming Home. What? Yeah. Hmm. The, oh, uh, I didn't know that. The John, the John Cryer movie. Yeah. Okay. That's considered an Alan Smithy movie. Hellraiser Bloodline is also a, an Alan Smithy. <laughs> Kevin Yeager felt ashamed by it, so he I said, like I don't three. want this. I, uh, no, that well, no that's, four. that's four. I'm sorry. And I do like four. No, I love four, yeah. Yeah, four is wonderful. There was a space one? Yes, yeah, that was the, oh. the space station one. Right. Uh, I, I'm actually a little surprised that uh, that Leprechaun in space wasn't the Alan Smithy. Oh, that movie was hilarious. But then, but then, then again, uh, Brian Trenchard Smith has no. Uh, He's got no shame. Yeah, he has zero shame at all. <laughs> uh. Well, guys, I think we could probably wrap up our conversation for today because we could just sit here and ramble and ramble and ramble. Uh. And- and do the thing for a while, I imagine. And but- please remember that all jokes and innuendo is here and within is meant in a jesting manner. Nothing malicious or derogatory is intended and or implied. <laughs> Thank you. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, Jamie, Mike, Travis, Neo Trash Video. And you Thanks can follow us yeah. on Facebook. Just look up Neo Trash Video and uh, you'll find all our uh, all our dates and deets and stuff like that there. So... Yeah, again, thank you for thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Brian. Yes, you are for awesome. Us. We love yeah, you, man. You. Yo, thanks for being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode and different people. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks woo. for listening. And we are done. Later. Thank you very much. You got it. Fade this shit out. That's it. All right. That's a podcast. Woo. Thank Sweet. You. Hopefully we were uh, we were entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun.